Hey everyone, I'm glad you enjoyed the last video. So today's video is gonna be the second installment of the series that I've been working on, where I go into what went on behind the scenes during the production of episode six, based on the book, The Making of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Now, if you saw my previous video, I'm gonna provide a link down below if you haven't. I'm currently going over a rough treatment of what George Lucas wrote for his initial take on the final film for his first trilogy. Back then, it was called Revenge of the Jedi. And as I continue to go through it, you'll see where the story diverges from what we know and saw, like, you know, there being two Death Stars, for instance, or that Vader and the Emperor are openly at odds with one another, and Palpatine lives on this kind of a, a lava-like planet with his throne being just built on lava where he was force-choking uh, Vader at the start of the film, which would have been really cool to see. I'm kind of sad we didn't, but anyways, we got to see it in the new comics, at least uh, right after uh, Revenge of the Sith took place. So before I digress further, uh, we're going to find out some more interesting stuff in today's video about how Vader warned Luke about the Emperor in his dream, and Jabba actually gets eaten by the Sarlacc pit. In the scene that I went over last time, the Emperor almost killed Vader for his failure at Cloud City to capture and and turn Luke to the dark side. Now, ordering Vader to stay away from his pursuit of Skywalker, the Emperor plans to handle the young Jedi himself, but Vader has other plans and uses the Force to communicate with Luke in his dreams. Vader makes mental contact with Luke, warning him about the Emperor's plans and re-emphasizing their need to join forces and defeat him. But Yoda enters the dream and warns Luke to not be confused by Vader. Ben Kenobi then appears over Yoda's face. Luke says, why didn't you tell me? Whereas Ben says, you were not ready. And then Yoda chimes in saying, after your training told you would be. Luke awakens in this really crappy inn on the planet of Tatooine. Now, a side note, this part is a bit long, so I'm just going to summarize some of it, but I can go more into detail if you so wish. So, of course, as always, please just let me know in the comments what you guys want, and I'll uh, I'll tailor the content to it, and I'll try to make things happen. So, Luke is on Tatooine with Lando, Chewie, and the droids, and in the previous video, we learned that Leia is leading a secret rebel mission on the moon of the Imperial Capital Planet. It's not called Coruscant, it's called something else. If you remember, comment down below. It's a little trivia for you. Our heroes have figured out that Han has been unfrozen from the Carbonite and is scheduled to be executed within a few days. Luke sends R2-D2 and 3PO to Jabba's palace to make him an offer for Han, as we saw in the actual film. R2 projects Luke's holographic message, which informs the crime lord in exchange for Han's life, Luke will provide him with the valuable objects from the Durell system. In addition, as a token of his goodwill, Luke also offers the droids, which you know we've seen before. Luke lets Jabba know that more of his agents will come to bargain for Han's life. The young Jedi's plan is to trick Jabba into taking Han Solo out of the palace, as Luke doesn't believe that he can defeat Jabba with, you know, within his stronghold. Instead of a Twi'lek slave dancer, Jabba feeds a garrulous captain to the Rancor beneath the trap door. Then Lando and Chewie arrive. Bearing the Durellian spice extractor as a gift, Jabba refuses to negotiate and has them seized. They are taken away as girls begin to dance. Lando and Chewie pass R2, pushing a broom in a hallway. In their cell, they meet up with a bearded Han Solo. He scratches the Wookiee's chest. Han is about to hit Lando when Chewie explains how Lando rescued them on Cloud City. Now, Luke enters the palace using a Jedi mind trick on Bib Fortuna. When he is brought before Jabba, he can't be manipulated and remarks, I have killed many Jedi Knights in my time. Luke is dropped into the Rancor Pit, but jumps back up 20 feet and holds onto the Grate. Two 
two filthy Jawas mash his fingers with the butts of their blaster rifles. Luke then kills the Rancor by crushing it with a massive tooth door, kind of like, you know, we saw in the film. The Rancor Keeper is distraught. Then Jabba is outraged and decides that they will all suffer for Luke's crime. And as in the film, they are sent on the sail barge and, you know, skiffs to the sloth pit. When Luke walks the plank, he uses it for a springboard, just like we saw catapulting himself back into the skiff and using the force to pull a blaster from its holder. All hell breaks loose, Chewie throws one of the guards into the sloth pit, which is the Sarlacc pit. Jabba is at first amused, but then gives the order to shoot everyone, including those on his side. The Wookiee is wounded, the skiff tilts over and Han and Luke fall out, sliding slowly downwards into the ooze. Another guard is eaten, the droids gain access to the control room and set the barge on a self-destruct sequence, then throw themselves out a window. Lando lowers a tow cable to help his friends as Chewie loses consciousness. The barge explodes and drops into the pit, throwing Jabba, Bib, and company into the waiting jaws of the sloth later to be known as the Sarlacc. Lando pilots the skiff to safety after pulling the droids out of the sand. At the Hut spaceport, the Falcon blasts off, but is seen by Imperial stormtroopers. Han says, Boy, it's great to be behind these controls again. Luke tells him, Alright, Hotshot, head this bucket towards the Scythe system. And that's it for today. So I'm going to cut it right there. I want to make another part three. So as usual, please hit like on this series. I hope you enjoyed it. It is super interesting. I love covering this kind of stuff because it's, it's just it's just cool, man. It's like what we could have gotten. And it is all, in, well, it is canon because this is what George wrote. You know, so it, no one can really say otherwise to that. So this is what was originally supposed to be uh, the, the very original scripts for Return of the Jedi. So I can't wait to cover the other books and more on, on this uh, original trilogy movie as well. So... Um, you know, no, we don't get Leia in her f infamous bikini. We never would have had that scene. Uh, we don't have the lightsaber for Luke, no Boba Fett, no blind Han, but we did get him behind the Falcon once again. Now, I still found Luke's actual plan to be a little convoluted, just like in the film, uh, though this time we got an idea of what it was to get Han out of Jabba's palace and then free him. But still, it's, you know we're gonna move on. What I thought was interesting is how Vader's motivations are much more tied to the Empire Strikes Back. He was still much more actively trying to recruit Luke against the Emperor, more so than what we saw in Return of the Jedi. And what about the Force Vision dream that Luke communicated with Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Vader through? It reminds me of the connection Snoke made between Rey and Kylo in The Last Jedi, but the Force dreams are just the beginning. As I teased in my previous video, uh, the first one to this new series, just wait and see what powers George Lucas had for the Force Ghosts, or what he was going to give them. It certainly would have changed so many things with Star Wars, so uh, I'm excited to reveal all that for you guys, and uh, show you my findings from this gem of a book. Hope you enjoyed it, see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.